Hey bitches! Hi! I'm Isla. And I'm Godfrey. And we are two queer first-generation Asian Canadians living in Toronto, and we are back, bitches, for episode two! Episode two? What is episode two all about? Well, girl, you know, we want to spice things up Mm. and talk about love, heartbreak, and sex. Well, in honor of it being February and some of us celebrating that hallmark holiday of Valentine's Day, and then some of us celebrating Singles Awareness Day, aka SAD, we wanted to share some of our own experiences when it comes to love, sex, and heartbreak. Well, we're no experts. I'm an expert in taking vitamin D, the vitamin (laughs) supplement. But we're just here sharing our experiences and wanting to create dialogue. And we hope all of y'all are able to resonate with our experiences. But do you really? (laughs) Girl, I don't give a fuck. I think, yeah, we've had a couple glasses of wine at this point. And I think at this point, neither of us really care whether you resonate (laughs) with our experiences or not. We hope you do. But realistically, we just really want to share more about us. And if you resonate with us, then great. And if not, then you learn more about us. So it's a win-win. Disclaimer. Mom, Pa, if you're listening to this, just shut it Just turn it off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everyone else... Stay tuned. Yeah. You're welcome. There's some hot, juicy stuff coming. (laughs) Okay, let's get right to it. Let's talk about relationships, girl. Yeah, roll your sleeves up, because shit's about to get real. Rice rolls, bitches. Okay. Well, I think in terms of, you know, our topics of discussion for today, a lot of us are... Okay, let's just kind of put the disclaimer out. I'm single. Very single. (laughs) And am I looking? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm a 28, turning 29 this year. Totally ready to, you know, find the right person and figure things out. And uh, I like to have a good time. But uh, it's hard. It's hard in Toronto to find people who have the good balance of, you know, work hard, play hard. What about you? Fish. People here are stush as fuck. Okay, I'm 30, getting ready to get my eggs harvested and frozen. Okay, that's where I'm at. I'm single. Oh, good lord. Maybe not ready to mingle. I just dropped my eggs, so it's fine. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Um, But yeah, you know, if it comes, it comes, man. But something's coming. So how are you finding your, your peeps? (laughs) Okay, I got a list. It's all app-based nowadays, okay? Tinder to fuck. Let's be real. I've used Coffee Meets Bagel, which is where I met someone who I could have spent the rest of my life with. I think I saw them on Dragon's Den or something like that. Happen, which is like more of a, if you are in the same vicinity. What's it called? Happen, H-A-P-P-N. I have never heard of it. Legit, it's all GPS, man. Like, if you keep... in keep uh, passing that person every day they're like oh you guys have been passing one another like five times in one day y'all should go for coffee i know that is kind of creepy but the number one is hinge right now because Uh, it's more personalized okay and bumble that's a bunch of trolls out there there's bots pure bots like i ain't into that bullshit so okay so i'll tell you what i'm on right now oh and i'm on her (laughs) but that's 
<laughs> so you want to share your <gasps> username weird. or something so you know the users can find no, I'm kidding because um, obviously got to be GPS apparently like <laughs> tracking you all the time but um, the apps I'm on honestly <laughs> it's pretty useless I'll be quite frankly honest with you um, if I'm looking for a good time just for kind of you know the every other night situation then then grinders the case and then and then I honestly felt because of the way they've branded themselves that Tinder would be like the the datey one but like honestly I have gotten nothing from that like I've met like one really good person out of it like as a good contact but like realistically like that's no good for me and then the other ones are like no one no one I don't know I don't really get a lot of hits on it so scruff which is like what is that oh it's like for scruffy people which obviously I am not <laughs> like if y'all look Girl, at pictures of me no. like I am like, I'm like a are. naked mole rat essentially <laughs> like I'm sorry <laughs> so that's probably why I don't get hits on it but I'm on it because most of the folks that I'm interested in happen to be mm -hmm. of that you know demographic so I'm like look. oh shit you know mm -hmm. I gotta be on that so yeah, that's not happening for me. Then I'm on a couple other ones like Jacked, Useless, um, and then I'm on Bumble, but also Useless. Um, and I don't like the format. Like literally, you have 24 hours to respond, and if you don't respond, then they get removed from your list. So like, it really takes two to tango. So like, if one person, if if both people just happen to be busy people, you don't connect. Mm. So I'm not a big fan of that platform. So I'm probably gonna get rid of it soon. But yeah, those are the ones I'm on, and like, let's. I'm not. I'm not meeting a lot of like, you know, qu quality people. Let's just say. So, on that note, I was on Tinder like six years ago when it was actually quality folk on there. Then it started becoming like just for fucks, right? I have a method. Oh, tell like, me, show, legit. tell us the method. Because we all know, like, <laughs> the. Down to fuck won't work. Y'all gotta have some swag. Even I got a bit of swag. I but have, I don't have swag. I don't know. It must be for it's different for y'all. But for me, it's like if I am the one to initiate, like I want decent conversation. Then after maybe like three, four sentences of exchanging. See, I'm then the, I'm the same way. So I'm not to interrupt you, but part of my intention is not to interrupt. But I had to do it anyway. I can't do like the whole like one I can't night. Text, text. Oh, oh no, I, no, I don't really do the whole like one night stand. Mm. If we're gonna do something, it better be ongoing. Cause like I'm not putting all my effort into something that I'm gonna do once. I want to do you like multiple times. Well, I usually do it once and then do it multiple times during that one night, and then I'll and I'll be the day. judge. Oh. Be the judge if it's gonna you know, happen longer. See, I prefer, like, ongoing. Like, I'd rather get to know someone and then, like, oh, wow, like, great, you're a great person. Let's just have a good working relationship <laughs> on, like, what our biological <laughs> needs are. So I would rather have that exchange and be very understanding of, you know, that transaction. And I know that sounds very business, but at the end of the it day... It is, though. No, but I'd rather get to know the person than to be like, hey, sup, like, hey, you want to come so in? And, like, ne and the next thing you know, like, it just happens. That's and so then funny. and then and then I never see them again. Like why would I put all that energy into something I'm never gonna so, see again? Me, it's I'm the total opposite. <gasps> um, if if I'm just looking to fuck, that's it. Mm. And if it's a good fuck, I will see you again, and you best be bringing some bottle. Mm. But if I'm looking to date, then like yeah, you you need to wine and dine a bitch. Okay. Okay. Have you met anyone substantial? Yeah, girl. I could have married somebody. <gasps> what? You could have been a missus? I know, oh. right? He was Filipino. So 
This bitch is from Deep Scarborough. What's up? Deep the guy that I was dating was from Mississauga, and he was Filipino. Eats me west. That never works, okay? <laughs> Everybody from Deep Scarborough or Scarborough knows you don't date someone from Mississauga. That's it. It's just two different worlds. And Wait, so hold on. Let's just rewind a little bit. The reason why you weren't with him, or sorry, you aren't with him currently is because he's from Mississauga? <laughs> we just didn't vibe. There was just that... I okay, so it wasn't because they were from Mississauga. Uh, kind of, because his upbringing was more like upper middle class, Filipino, educated, super educated. I need a guy with some swag and, like, just from... Has some hood in him. I'm sorry. That's oh. a Scarborough in me. Like You like I, it when they're deep Scarborough. Because mm, I like it deep. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, well, um, okay, so you've met this gentleman from Mississauga. Anyone, like, substantial beyond Mr. Mississauga? From the apps? Yeah. <sighs> Aside from fraud buddies. <clears throat> what about, like, women? Have you met women off the apps? I've texted and, like, conversed with a lot of women off the apps, but it's really hard. Like, really? With with men, I have them down pat. I talked to my therapist about this. Like, I know, like, I have my strategy. I have it down pat. Let's go for coffee. Let's go for drinks right away. But with women, you have to try a bit harder. You have to try more, really? right? Okay. And they want it. It's not like after a few chats here and there, then you'll go for coffee or you'll go for drinks. They want a full-on conversation. Like, I ain't got time for that. Like, I want to see you. Like, this... Mm. I mean, I get where they're coming from. Like, I really suss out the people before I, I like, guess. meet them. So, I can see where they're coming from. So, just to be clear, you've never met a female off the apps yet. I put the, I put a very bold yes. underline, yes. yet. Yet. That is one of my intentions, to be open to more women this year. Okay, so y'all listening right now, she's very open to meeting more women, so there you go. But um, in terms of me, like, I, honestly, like, I'm an open book. Like, I've dated people who are my age, a couple of years older, like, 10 years older. Like, I generally have a pretty, like, wide scope when it comes to age. Mm. Um, honestly, as long as you are, like, um, ambitious and you are able to work hard, play hard, and uh, know kind of, like, the direction of your life and you are able to kind of share those experiences with me, then I am totally down, and I'm and I'm such an open person. So, you know, leave that openness with me, and I, and we can explore together. I think that that's kind of the goal. The only thing I want to flag when it comes to these apps was like the opposite end. So we might have our preferences, mm. but I find like the people on the apps as well have their preferences, and I respect everyone's preferences. But then you get to the border, like borderline of like, oh, is that a preference or is that like borderline kind of like, I don't want to say racist or like, Fat-phobic, you know, yeah, like I get, ages. I see some, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's so much, it's like body shaming. It's like, it's like, you know, you get the profiles that say like, you know, they want no fat people, no skinny people, no femmes, no hyper-masculine people, no Asians, no blacks, no brown people. Like it just... It, it becomes this marketplace of, of so much toxic kind of, like, I don't want to call it hate, but, but like, at the end of the day, it's indirect hate because they're excluding a whole, on like, a, a population of people that they've yet to meet, 
And I'll be I'll be quite frankly honest, like, do I have preferences? Absolutely. But I wouldn't ever exclude a whole population of people just because of, you know, their 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 skin color or, or, or mm. the size of their body because I, I genuinely feel that everyone has an opportunity. Superficial. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff's superficial. It boils down to that connection. Yeah. Right? So I will be the first to say, like, yeah, do I prefer, like, you know, certain features? Absolutely. But am I open to other things? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and most people will say, like, oh, well, you know, like, maybe you're a bit more picky. But at the end of the day... I personally think that if you, as long as you're open to the idea, I think that's already like a really open-minded mindset that everyone should be on. Mm. And I'm not the first. And I'm not the first to say I'm perfect because at the end of the day, we we do have preferences. But I just don't want the whole like mentality of oh well, I'm not into that because they're X, Y, and Z. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like you're it, closing the door right away. Right away. Yeah. yeah. So that really like closes you off from a lot of opportunities to be with people who potentially might like check a lot of boxes for you. But honestly, if they're already putting out what they don't like, one, I think karma's a bitch, and they're gonna end up with the people that they actually they they're they don't want. Yeah. But if they're putting all that information down. And you're like, this is fucked up. You shouldn't be with that person. That's true. No, right? you're right. You're probably saving yourself in the yeah. long run by kind of uh, managing those expectations up front. Now, apps aside, because we kind of talked about which apps we're on, have you ever had to approach someone in person? Because I will be the first to let you know, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's not because I'm too good for it. I'm just terrified of it. So one of uh, the greatest... I say loves of my life, mm. um, I actually approached in person. Oh. It kind of helped that he was a friend of a friend. Okay, so you got kind of like the two degrees of separation. Two degrees situation. of separation, but I was like, I'm into this person, and there's a vibe, and I was the one who made the first move. Oh, so like, tell me more about it. Like, what, like, what did you do exactly? So we actually met um, at, my, at my cousin's party, and I was cleaning up. And he was trying to help me. And I'm like, fuck you. Get the fuck away from me. Like, who the fuck are you? Right? And he was Filipino. I don't typically date Filipino guys. Oh. And then months later, it was my birthday at a club. And I was fucked up. And it was just him and I that whole time. I got his number from my friend. And the next day. Wait, sorry. How did you get the Like, you asked for it? I asked a friend. Oh, so you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I called him. Wow. I called you him. Called him. Called him. And what'd you say? Like, hey, like I just met you, but this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's my number, so call me maybe. Yeah. And he called me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was quoting Carly right, but I, I know you see. were. <laughs> it wasn't a maybe. It was for real. Oh. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> well. Um. And that worked out. Ah, uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Three years on and off. Um, yeah, he taught me how to love, like, unconditionally. It wasn't the right type of love that he needed. I realize that now that I'm older, like, he needs someone there for him all the time. And I'm not that type of person. But he showed me a difference. I never, I thought I was a cold-hearted bitch. Mm. You aren't? (laughs) (laughs) Rowd. Rowd. This bitch is rowd. Um, but yeah. So he taught me that 
I, it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay like you can be safe with somebody right so I miss that you know <laughs> and I've been chasing that feeling ever since oh, okay. I've, I've only felt it with another guy but he was much younger mm. Persian man Mm-mm. no yes toxic he's oh. you know like there's this expectation like that I'm gonna fight like for the wrong reasons mm. and I'm like I ain't got time for that bullshit well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right off the bat, I don't approach people. Like, I literally am at the club or at the bar or whatever. I'm like, oh, look, look at that guy over there. Like, so cute or so handsome or whatever that may be. My friends are like, well, do something about it. Mm. I'm like, mm, I don't, don't, I don't mm. want to want to do. Yeah. And the problem with me is that, like, and it's part of my intentions, if you refer back to episode one, like, part of me is being trying to open up and being a bit more of not a wallflower, but like at a party, like I can carry a conversation as long as you instigate it. I have to actually like be better at being the instigator and being the one that approaches. And I think part of it is the confidence. So I'm still building on that. But like I, it's putting yourself out there and it's such a, it's so, it eats at me because I'm always like, oh, what if they don't like me? And like, and I have done a better job at it, I swear. I know we're only like a month and a half into like the new year, but I really have been trying. And <laughs> I am seeing a little bit of progression there, but Amen. it's hard, yeah. Baby steps. Girl, it's men, I have them down pat. Women? I am exactly like you. I am a wallflower, and I just don't instigate. I actually just, like, become a total douchebag when I when I talk to women. Well, the problem for me is, like, <sighs> half the time, like, I, I, I guess I've built up this wall in my head where I go into every situation, and I'm like, you know, everyone's straight until proven otherwise. <laughs> and, like, because I've fallen for way too many straight men growing up as a teenager, and I don't I hate that feeling because, like, it's not even something that is wrong with me, I know that it's just the circumstances and you can't change it. And I don't want to fall into that same trap. So now I'm very cognizant and very mindful that every time that I even remotely am interested in someone, like I need to find out if they're playing for my team. So mm. that is already like one extra step. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's hard for me, but I'm trying to do my best now to go and reach out and, and, and do my due diligence and like putting myself out there. See, I need more tips from you. Me? No, you don't Girl, need more tips from me. I need me. to join because you already do those things. I remember from the last episode, you you joined a gay softball league or gay, uh, what, kickball? Yeah, kickball. I did dodgeball. Yeah, I did all yeah, those. Yeah, and that's where you get to meet your people. I, I, I need do, to do that. But, like, well, but the problem is, like, I don't go to those things like to look for. You know, but are we all like the greatest loves? You never look for it. True. No, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know. So at least we think. <sighs> One can hope, right? I mean, as long as they don't ghost you, that's a whole other story. But Beals. anywho, um, but that being said, um, I'm trying not to be as passive. But let's not talk about like the 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 misses here. Let's talk about the successes. So like, you know, what. You know, what kind of relationships have you been in? What is your longest relationship? Longest streak? Or, like, because it's that guy that I went up to three years on and off. Okay. I would count that as a relationship. As okay. my first serious one. Then after that, it was, like, maybe a year, two years. Not too long. Now I'm single. Okay. So, yeah. And, um, and that was... Te- that was not through the app, though, you said. That was through, like... All of them were 
except the last one. We're all real. We're all real. Like mm. I met in real life. Okay. Before the app started. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, in terms of like you know real long term relationships, I've really only been in three, so like I don't have too much to base it off of. Me too. But my first one was off of. Uh, pl- actually, my first two were off of <laughs> Plenty of Fish, which is like a dating website. Like if if y'all are old enough to you know recollect the using that platform, my first relationship was plenty of, was off of Plenty of Fish. So was my second one. And then, um, funny enough, my most recent one, which is quite a while ago now, um, we broke up in 2017, that one we met in person, like, outside a club. Like, I was actually pretty thrown off by that one, because I was not expecting it. But, yeah, no, the first two were from Plenty of Fish, and one of them being my longest relationship, which was four and a half, four and a half years. Wow. Yeah, so. Girl, straight? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I mean, in the in the gay world, like times that by like two and a half, and like that's that'll <laughs> you put yeah you put two men together and you you tell me how long that's gonna last. I'm kidding actually, but they can last with the right they can last with the right person. Yeah. But still, girl, we we made it work. We made it work. Now, when you were dating this guy, yeah, four and a which half one? Years. The four and a half? Okay. Yeah, introduced him to your parents. How was it? You know, that was tough because that was the first, that was my second, like, real relationship ever. Yeah. And it was hard because it was my first time introducing him to my family because obviously, like, four and a half years, there's no way he was not going to, like, meet my parents. Yeah, of course. And it's tough being, like, a queer Asian Canadian because first generation, too, like, where my parents are... Very much still, like, speaking, you know, uh, Chinglish, you know, a mix of Chinese and English, and they're not, like, super fluent, and they're still getting adjusted mm. to, you know, the, the landscape and the and the culture and, and, and getting acquainted to all the nuances of being North Americans and Canadians. So it was tough. Like, we had a – I had planned out this dinner at a Thai restaurant, and – Oh, and, shit. oh yeah, like I planned you went it out. out. Yeah, like I planned it. And if I if I recall correctly, like it was a substitute for Thanksgiving dinner because my folks don't cook cuz that's what? another that's a whole other story. We need to unpack this. Oh, we'll unpack. Yeah, we'll unpack this. Yeah, but my parents were not cooks. So they long story short, we planned this dinner at a Thai restaurant and I forewarned them like weeks in advance. I'm like, "Listen, I'm going to invite my boyfriend. You're going to meet them. Don't fuck up." <laughs> don't ask some stupid questions, but be but be interested. Just like, you know, just learn. Try and learn more about him. Like you can mm-hmm. ask like really basic questions, like where did you go to school, and like I really coached them through <laughs> the whole entire thing. Like it was like coaching uh, someone through an interview. Yeah. Like I had to do the whole thing, and thankfully, like my parents did a relatively decent job. Like they they followed all the instructions. <laughs> like it felt like just one of those um, very. Uh, it was very curated, <laughs> but at that that being said, it, it worked out really well. The, the The evening went very smoothly. Did I feel like it was really uh, kind of not not that it was forced, but it was it was very. Uh, I'm going to use the word curated again. Like I literally curated the entire experience, wow. so I was like the puppet master. I felt kind of shitty that it wasn't organic, but I kind of almost had to do it the first time around. So it was the first time my folks had to you got a chance. Coach to, them. Yeah, like through the experience. Like I feel like regardless of whether I'm gay or not, if I were to 
you know, introduce mm. someone who was not Asian to the mix and do the whole, like, family mm. dinner thing and, like, introduce them, it would be just as awkward. So I don't think it has anything to do with the gay thing. It's just more so coaching my parents through meeting, you know, their son's significant other for mm-hmm. the very first time. Mm-hmm. And not just their son. Like, their first, you know, That's um, a lot. offspring. Like, that like their first kids. Yeah. yeah. So it went really well. And, like, yeah. overall, like, well, you know, we'll uncover it on another episode where we talk about, you know, coming out. But my folks were very receptive and they were very nice and cordial and, and very respectful about the whole experience. And, and to my boyfriend. So that's all that, or my, sorry, my ex-boyfriend. That's but, very Asian. Yeah. If anything, they're respectful at first. Yeah, no, at, at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, I think, like, they were very respectful the whole entire, like, mm process so I really respect them and, I, and I'm lucky I want to be really vocal about the fact that I'm lucky that I don't live in a situation where they don't want to speak to my partner or they don't want to experience anything like they are just there mm. see <laughs> for me I come from a family where there's like 60 of us so the step is introduce them to your cousins because that is the first step if the cousins like them, they'll survive, the parents. Oh, it's the cousins so, first. Oh, cousins first, man. There's like 20, 20 of them. This is my tita, and this is my, yeah, man. you know. That's how you do it. You introduce that way, and then you go to the family. Oh. So, but my my dad is pretty chill. He's fucking chill, even keel. My mom is like, oh. she great. My dad will shake their hand. Hey, how are you? And I'm privileged because... In the Philippines, it's like colonization, hella colonization. My parents speak fluent English, like have great social acumen, like, you know, they they chill. But my mom will judge you. My oh. dad was will judge you based off your handshake. Interesting. My parents don't really judge. Oh, girl. They don't really judge. Like, they'll just take them for face value based off of, like, my presentation to them. Mm. The only time I've... This is another really kind of Asian thing. And I don't want to put my parents on the spot, but it's the reality. Like, they will judge you mm. based off of how... Who you bring. No, it's, it's, it's how they are treated, yeah. you know, by the boyfriend or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. for me, like, I've had instances where they're like, Godfrey, like, he's cheap. <laughs> it's true, no, seriously. It's like, one, true. One, of, one of my exes in the past were, like, a little bit on the more, like... I don't want to say selfish, just, like, very frugal side. And, like, dating for as long as we did, he, like, never really offered to, like, treat my folks to dinner or, like, what? anything like that. That's so, like, my funny. mom, like, made an, made it, made a point to, like, point it out at one point. Like, way, like, after mm-hmm. we'd broken up. But she's like, you know, I didn't really like that gentleman because, you know, after dating for all that long, like, you know, he didn't really, like, take us out for dinner or try to get to know us. And I was like, okay, fair. But then there was another boyfriend of mine where they were like, oh, like, we really like him. Like, he really tried hard. And, like, yeah. you know, like, he... And, and and it sucks because, like, the way they framed it, I was like, do you just want to be bought? bought. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. So, like, I was like, oh, mom, so Asian of you. But still, I get, I get it. I get it. It's, 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 it's not necessarily, like, the monetary value, but it's, like, the effort, right? It's the effort, right? It's, <clears> like... So, my first boyfriend, the one, like, the first love, I actually didn't introduce him to my parents because I wanted to shield him because I knew my parents would say no right away. Mm. He was not who I should have been with, and I still love him to this day. Mm. Um, But, so, I told my parents 
from the start, I'm not introducing you to every single guy I date. Just selective. Or girl. Yeah, just, just selective, selective one, ones. Yeah. And the ones I do, my mom ends up getting drunk when she finds out. Does she fall into the bushes? Yeah. Girl. Way too many times. <laughs> way too many times. But honestly, it's how they treat me. Essentially, our parents are looking out for us, right? Yeah. And the only way my parents know is if they are treating us correctly, is if, like, you know, they pay for the monetary, monetary <laughs> stuff. That's so Asian. It's an Asian thing. To it's do. so Asian. They're but, like, can you take care of my son? Yeah. I'm like. I, no. Mom, I can do that myself, but okay. And let's not even talk about race. I'm not even going to go there, but my parents are racist, unfortunately, and I call them out on it all the time. Call it out. And not only that, like, see, this is also being queer and realizing I was queer. My mom's like, until you tell me about a girl you like or a woman you like or bring home a woman, I still think you're straight. I mean, that's fair. I still that's have fair. my... My dad literally, kid you not, less than two months ago, I called home to talk about, like oh, this is how I'm feeling right now, like, at my age. And, like, mm. I just had a shitty day at work, and mm. I called home. And I was like, oh, hey, like, Dad, can I talk to Mom? And I had a whole, like, spiel that I wanted to kind of go through with my mom because she's my sounding board mm. family-wise. And, like, I can do it with my sister as well, but, like, my dad, not so much. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 like, come talk to me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm giving you a chance here. Let me kind of spill my yeah. emotions to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, and this is, like, on my walk home from work, having a shitty day yeah. in December, walking home in the snow, feeling like crap. And then he's like, so, you know, you haven't really tried, like, things with the girls. Like, how do you really know? How do you wow. really know that, like, you know, all this trouble that you're having with the boys, like, how do you know, like, you can't just solve it with a girl? I'm like, wow. Dad, this conversation is ending right now because I warned you. Good for you. There was a reason why I called for mom, and I specifically asked for her, and you just had to ruin the conversation yeah. and, like, bring that up. And, like, literally, yeah. like, he's known this for, like, 10 years mm. of who I am and where mm. I come from. So, like, that kind of enraged me. And, like, I'm sorry, yeah, Dad, if you're course. listening to this. But, like, you're forgiven, but that point in my, like at that point like I was pretty enraged with you so mm. anywho ra- all, all things aside so tell me Isla like in terms of relationships though we've talked about how we've approached people what our longest relationships were but we're both single now so obviously at the end of the day like they never lasted so why don't you tell me a little bit about you know how it all fell apart Girl, I don't know if it all, it's still falling apart because I spent my Valentine's Day with my ex. That's how fucked up it was. Oh, but I, I spent Valentine's Day by myself in my bed and I was stoned. So, like, <laughs> we all have our own, like. Uh, I think it fell apart. No, I know it fell apart because, one, it's not, I believe in love languages. Love languages. So, there's, like, the giving type. Like, you like to give, like, um. Acts of kindness. Okay. Uh, so acts of kindness could be, like, services and shit. There could be, you could give gifts. Okay, you're a gift giver, yeah. You're a gift giver. Um, uh, love language could be how you communicate and time. Okay. Um, the first major breakup was time because I was too busy getting my grind on and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for that. But like, like work wise, work wise. Sorry, you need to clarify yes. that because the rest Gr- of the okay, rest grind, of the listeners will be like, yeah, "Oh, she's working the grind." grind. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it was more school. 
Like, I was still in school. Um, I was doing two programs, and I just didn't know how to manage a relationship and do all of that and work and do everything at the same time. Um, so that was the biggest, and he needed that. I realized that later on he needed someone who was always going to be there for him, and I I still can't give that. Like, that is not my love language. Mm. Um, so I'm more of, like, a acts of service kind of girl and, like, quality time, but it takes a long time for me to give you that trust mm-hmm. for me to even give you, like, more time than a simple date. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, For him, he needed it all the time, and I wasn't ready, and I'm still not ready for that. Um, So that was it. Like, the second one was more of chemistry. Chemistry is huge, girl. You can tick all the boxes. Like, he had the career. He had the core values. He has the charisma, the uniqueness, the talent, Mm, the nerve. Yeah. I don't know about uniqueness. He's from Saga. (laughs) No offense, You really really don't like those Mrs. Saga boys, do you? Not my vibe. But, yeah, chemistry. It boils, like, you can have next to nothing, but if the chemistry is there, girl, I'm gonna work hard for that shit Hmm. now. Okay. Um, But if there's no chemistry and you tick all the boxes, chemistry, like, trumps. For me, it's all about ambition and chemistry and respect. Respect for yourself and respect for family because that means you respect me. Right. You respect your family. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, like, you know, one of them, you know, I've only been in three relationships, as I've alluded to, and the one, the first one didn't work out because he had different expectations of me than I had for our relationship, so he really, like, needed me for certain things, and he wanted me to be around and available for him all the time, and at the time I was in school, like, I was in my undergrad, I was in second year Mm. undergrad, and he was a couple years older than me, like, I was... 19 and he was 27 so what? yeah so like he That's really needed me around and age gap. Yeah. and like it was weird because like, it was like, this weird power dynamic mm-hmm. where like I was living on my own as a 19 year old and he was still living in his parents basement no. <laughs> so, wow yeah it was a little weird dynamic and I think he like needed he needed me more than I needed him and at that point, like, we just were in different parts of our lives, and, and we and I had to break it off. And thankfully, the first relationship, I was only with him for, like, seven months, so, like, yeah. it wasn't that long. But the second relationship I was in for four and a half years, and, like, honestly, we had a great relationship. He was very respectful, and I honestly, like, if... If 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 he if he's listening or if if or if he is open to the dialogue, like at the end of the day, I will always thank him for all the different all of our experiences as as a collective because he was so understanding of like all of our nuances as as a couple because we were all so similarly in different parts of our lives. Like I was twenty when I met him, and he was twenty eight, and we had an eight year gap. And he was well into his career, and he very much, like, understood where I was coming from. And we made it work for four and a half years. Like, I'm going to be, like, I'm proud of that relationship. As much as, like, the way it kind of fizzled out, it was not the best. But, like, I had a great time, and he was a great guy. I will always advocate for him. You know, not that he's going to have, not that he's going to have, like, reference calls and, like, Mm, send them always, mm. like, send them my way. But, like, I will always say great things about him. Like, I've never said anything, like, shitty about him. It was me. Like, I wasn't, we weren't in the right 
places in our lives and that's kind of where we crumbled and and I'll be honest with all of our listeners like we weren't like the perfect relationship either like um, and, and it wasn't conventional. Like, for the first two years, we were monogamous. And the, fir- the latter two and a half years, we were open. Interesting. We, like, I, I was very adamant about, like, hey, like, we're eight years apart. I'm just exploring my sexuality and exploring, yeah. you know, where I am with my life. And, and I don't want our relationship to, 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 to hinder that. Um, I didn't want it to affect us. So I was very transparent with him of, like, what I needed to, to, to proceed with our relationship. And we were able to operate for two and a half years, like, being in a very trusting, open relationship. And, and, and it worked out um, for the time being. Obviously, it doesn't work out now. But it was it, was, it worked out. And then my most recent relationship that ended in 2017, I, I mean, I'm not going to put names or anything, but, you know, some of the issues that come up, like, you really don't know that there are certain things in our lives. Like, it might be, like, oh, that happens on TV and it'll never happen to you. Mm. That shit actually happens. Like, my last relationship ended because my partner had substance abuse issues. Yeah. And I had to, you know, I tried to I tried to be the fixer. I tried to fix things yeah. and, like, realize, like, I'm not the solution to everything. Mm. I need to put my foot down and say, like, this is not for me. Mm. And I had to kind of step away from the negativity. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, where, you know, relationships kind of, ended and and I think like we need to be um, open to ending things and learning from it so like Mm -hmm. I've really learned a lot over the last couple of years Clearly, I haven't, because I had fucking drinks with my ex-boyfriend on on Valentine's Day We're allowed to slip up, okay? You know, and you know we are but it's about boundaries, like I knew that I just want to be friends with him, he's the one who brought it on, I'm like cool, whatever um, and he does have a substance abuse problem Oh, okay. That, I didn't know that. Yes, like he would. He can't. He was honest with me. Like it got really bad now, and I'm like, okay, how are you dealing with it? Like I just want to be there for him as a friend. Yeah. Um, because I, we have a relation. We've ha- we spent so much time together. Yeah. And it's like I I still truly genuinely care for you because yeah. you mean something to me. Yeah. Uh, as a friend and. That's same, it. same here. Like honestly, like if I if any of my exes were to ever call me up and say like I need this from you, like yeah. regardless of whether we ended things on a bad note mm-hmm. or a good note, like I will always kind of put my foot out there and help because we had a relationship, we mm-hmm. had a history, and and like I actually at one point like even went like I'll I'll go like to the nitty gritty. Like I actually went, kid you not, to a cocaine anonymous meeting no with one of my fucks. exes because wow. they had an issue. Wow. And I kid you not, it was literally, like, what you would expect from a movie. Like, the full, like, seated circle. circle mm-hmm. And, like, everyone goes around and says, like, hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm, like, I'm an addict. Like, literally, kid yeah. you not, did the full thing. And I was, like, I'm Godfrey. I'm just here to support. Like, literally. Which is huge. Yeah. Like, I've never been huge. in a situation like that before. I know one of my best friends is is gay as well. And it's huge. Like, substance abuse in your community Oh, it's big. Yeah. Uh, like, he's like, girl, how am I going to find somebody? They're either, like, a fucking addict or have some sort of other issue. I just want a stable relationship. Like, what the fuck? Everyone comes with baggage. And the older you get, the more baggage there is. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's the reality of it. I am of the... This is how I think. Everyone has baggage. We just got to make sure that we all fit within the 50 kilograms, uh, 50 pounds of it, right? And I think part of the problem is, like, we've been groomed as Asian Canadians mm. that, like, 
everything's there's, there's, perfect. There's like, well, there's an extra layer, right? Like by the time it reaches our parents, like everything should be like groomed and perfected because you don't want them to see like the dark side. You know what I mean? So I have a lot of trouble sometimes like putting things into perspective and like realizing that I have to meet my own, you know, realistic expectations, my family's expectations, and then kind of just wrapping them all up and realizing like there's a human aspect to it. Mm. And that's tough. Not, you know, you can't find like a one size fits all no. situation, right? I so think our parent, my parents at least, and I, uh, they, when I'm gr- when I grew up there, they idealized this type of family unit where it's all like fucking roses, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's right? not, and, and thankfully, I think my parents. I've gotten my parents out of that now. Yeah. Like they just know, like they won't see the grandchildren. Like they won't see, and and they're and they're. I think they're okay with it now. Like I think they've come to a conclusion that as long as I'm happy, mm. then they're happy. And, and I th- I'm really happy we've gotten to that point, but I know it's not like that for everybody. Yeah, no, seriously. I, it's not like that for everyone. And for me, it's, I'm happy my brother just got married last November. So the pressure for me to like have kids, I've tried to, I've planted seeds with my parents. Um, but yeah, no, they're, now that my brother's married, they're like, okay, less pressure for me I can live my life they're yep. like as long as you're happy Isla yeah. you do you you fucking do you yeah so but with the heartbreak though like let's talk a little bit about like ways to cope so you know you've experienced heartbreak you've, you've, you've experienced breakups and you know we're both single right now like what are some like coping mechanisms that you've kind of had to work yourself through because you know it's not easy rejection sucks oh uh, don't start with me like like it it's just your confidence goes down like am I not good enough for my partner um it's a lot of analyzing and how I cope uh, having a great support group right I definitely um, have a great sounding board for sure yeah but like I think like for me the I, and I hate to bring the whole astrology thing back because I'm not even that big into astrology. Oh, but like, I sip the cool. I sip. The I know. Cool I know you do. I know you do, but I don't. But like sometimes I like I blame it on the fact that I'm a Gemini. Like I overthink every scenario, every situation, and like I literally think of every scenario of like you know what did I do wrong? Like you know is it because of my physical traits? Is it because of mm. how I carry myself? Is it because of my career? Like am I not up to scuff? Like there's so many things that I think about. Um, but for me, like, I will say the, the, the biggest thing for sure is to, like, cut those, like, if you know, like, even if it's just temporary, cut them out of your life. Like, remove them from social media. Like, bl- like not block them, but, like, hide their stories. Like, hide their things. And, like, try not to let them seep into your life because you're only going to perpetuate, like, the think- like, thinking about them. See, I wish this whole blocking them or, like, or kind of putting them in a restricted uh, social media vibe was present back in the day because it wasn't. It's either you block them or you unfriend them. Oh, trust me, Girl. I know. Yeah, I know it's hard. Yeah, Girl. like back in the back in the day, it wasn't this easy on social media, right? So. I mean, yes and no, but I mean, like you could have just blocked them on MySpace. Yeah, but then <laughs> I'm a stupid bitch, and I was like, "What are they up to? Let's let's you know add them as a friend." You know what? You know what I did a lot in high school? I just listened to a lot of Kelly Clarkson and sulked in my room. <laughs> like that's probably what I did. <laughs> the number one song for me to this day, it's still in my top five every year. 
is Mad by Neo. When Ooh. I'm feeling shitty, I listen to Mad by Neo. So I'm hoping at the end of this year, it's not Mad by Neo because I ain't got time for that shit anymore. I yeah. ain't. But again, with women, I overanalyze. I can't even get to that step. So ladies, gentlemen, help me out because I feel like for you it's more about experience I feel like for you if you just and, and I know it's not as easy as I make it sound like but like if you were to just go on more dates and more experiences mm. with women then I feel like it'll be easier for you I think the problem here is that you just don't have the experience yeah and it's harder as you get older and that's why I feel I'm so I feel you're on a time crunch I'm on a time crunch, and that's I have no confidence because I don't have experience in that sense. Yeah, right? and I'm very selective. For me, with like with when it comes to like heartbreak and like this comes from like that's all this is all encompassing when it comes to like being ghosted or like mm. just rejection overall. Like I try not to take things too personally, but the problem is I can't help it. And, like, sometimes I think, like, is it me? And, 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 you know, is it something I said? Is it something I did? Is it, is it mm. how I portray myself? You know, am I potentially too, you know, you know, animated? Am I too feminine? Like, what, what is it? You know what I mean? So it, it can be daunting. Like, sometimes people get intimidated by how I act because I'm very career-driven. I'm very passionate. I'm very ambitious. So, like, that mm. might put off some people. Then I'm I'm And I'm not... Um, that uh, against like kind of showcasing and like being my true authentic self which does have elements of you know being embracing my um, my feminine side so sometimes that kind of also puts people off and I get that so sometimes I like I second guess myself and, and, and that's tough you know what I mean I get it I feel like there's a stigma for for men and women who are successful career oriented that they're very they're just like up here they don't realize that we are vulnerable we have just as much yeah yeah like we have we have problems we have we want to be held yeah you know it's not always up there because come on yeah girl like my career i want to like my career i am on that but when it comes to my relationships i want to be i want to be the little spoon (laughs) i want to be the little spoon i want to be a princess I don't oppose to that at all. Like, I I don't get me wrong. It's weird. Like, I've been groomed by Asian family Mm. to be, like, the breadwinner of the family Mm -hmm. and, like, da-da-da, like, be aggressive and, like, do all the things in your work life. But the thing is, like, when it comes to me personally, like, I I seek someone who is just as ambitious as me who can, like, kind of give and take, right? Like, we are partners in crime. It's very 50-50. And, like, you know... There will be days I take care of you. Mm. There will be days that you take care of me. And, and that's kind of what I'm looking for, like more of a partnership. And it should be a partnership. So as I'm the caregiver, I bought my parents' house because they were in like, we're going to sell the house. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, you're not. That is daunting to a lot of men. Like how, like even me, I never bring a guy home. I still don't bring a guy home. Even no. Like um, when I lived on my own, yes, for sure. But but why as Asians it's there's always gonna be that need to have a partnership but also be put on a pedestal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know that's just me 
That's how I was brought up. It's like, okay, you are the breadwinner girl, but when it comes to men, men are superior, which in a Filipino society, it's matriarchal. But I, that's another, that's another story. That's another story. Absolutely. Well, we have time for that. We have lots of episodes. So, but I think like, you know, heartbreak aside, the one thing between relationships and heartbreak, you know, that kind of like sews everything together is the fact that like we have this like physical kind of chemistry and that kind of lends itself to you know the inevitable topic like sex (laughs) so i think like you know at the end of the day like you can you can have a lot of people check off boxes for you whether that be their career whether that be you know um their social status whether that be the chemistry but there was Ain't there, girl? Bye, Felicia. No, but it's true. Like, I, I genuinely think that there are, there is a, there is a physical chemistry that you can't deny, mm-hmm. and if you don't have it, then what's the point? I'm drinking to that because that is so Cheers. True. Okay, clink. Cheers. We're, we're drinking out of ghetto plastic cups, so you can't really Whatever. hear it, but clink. Um, but yeah, no, I really think that the, the, the sex part of the conversation is really relevant, and I think that... If you don't have it, then then there's no point in continuing, like, yeah. anything like that. So, if you don't mind me asking, like, what are you into? Okay, first of all, this is why I'm insecure for women, because I'm not that experienced mm. sexually okay. with women. But with men, what am I into? <laughs> I'm basic. Oh. I'm a basic bitch. I like, like, the standard. Oh, you're, like, vanilla. Mm, yeah, like, the four positions. I'm not into missionary. That's 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 all right. Like, I like to be suffocated. Okay, so that's not that vanilla. That's vanilla nowadays, isn't it? I don't know. But for me, it's, like, it depends. It depends on... Also, the size of your dick. I'm sorry. Like, there's truth to that. Should we put a disclaimer for your parents here? Like, oh, if you want to stop here. Like... Uh, no, they should have stopped at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So you know what you want from a man. Do you know what you want from women? Or do you not? Are you still exploring? Exploring. Okay. Exploring. I could go either way. Okay. All I know is regardless of sex, I'm a giver. Okay. Well, so for those of you who are listening, oh, she's, well, for those of you who are listening, she is up for experimentation and she gives. Not money, but she'll give other things. (laughs) Bitch, I give a lot. I know. Just make sure you take a shower. (laughs) She wants a clean, clean girl. Clean, clean. Okay, well, I would say, like, for me, uh, like, I will put the disclaimer out there right now. I am... I am not your, you're, I'm not your, I'm like mom and dad, like, don't listen to this right now. Like, I'm not your typical, like, you know, I, (laughs) oh, where do I start? I'm actually getting blushy now, but, uh, I'm waiting. I like all the dirty stuff. I know you do. I see all those, like, your outfits, girl. I'm like, yes, girl, get it. Uh, I, I, I really... I, I like the power kind of play situation in terms mm. of like, you know, domination slash submission mm. kind of that kind of play. And and I'm honestly very open minded. Like nothing really scares me if that mm. makes any sense. So like I really love power play, like, you know, uh, role play and 
and I'm very open to kinks. So either that be like water sports and that kind of stuff. Like I will be out there and say like I will try everything at least once. Mm-hmm. And I um, think everyone should. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's hard for like for me. I'm the kind of person who I can't poo poo something. Like no <laughs> pun intended. If I've never tried it before, like right, like why yeah. would you? Why would you put so much? against something if you've never done it yourself. I agree. I agree. It's your, it's hypocritical. Yeah. Like, you can't just judge, judge something you've mm-hmm. never done before mm-hmm. or tried or watched. Like, that's that's my main thing. And, like, I've, I've noticed over the years, like, I will be completely honest with you. I used to be, like, the most naive person. If you talk to 10, like, Godfrey 10 years ago, I would be the person to be like, oh, no, I don't hook up or I don't do anything bullshit like come on like you know 10 years from now like you don't you don't know what you'll experience like you really like learn a lot of things and I'm I've opened my mind up to a lot of things no that's important especially with our bodies constantly evolving and constantly changing you know but the thing is like I feel like there's so much taboo around certain things and the reason why there's taboo is because we don't feel empowered to talk about things and we and we have to like hide in the shadows and talk about these like you know, uh, uh, things that shouldn't be talked about. Yeah. But I think for me is if you don't open up the dialogue, they will never be talked about and they will always be taboo. So in order for you to make a change, you have to talk about it. You gotta be the change girl. This is why my, my parents, well, my mom still thinks I'm a virgin, bless her <laughs> But it's true. The only way we, you know, w- this isn't be taboo anymore is when we talk about it and we educate people yeah right about our experiences about safe practices because that's important too right because a lot of the times the reason why it's taboo because they think it's unsafe unsafe exactly but there's so especially now there's so many different ways like about uh to make contraception there are like there's prep there's there's so many things yeah and consent right like it's a it boils down to communication boundaries yeah and Safe words, all the things. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think yes. at the end of the day, as long as you build the foundation, yes, then yes. then it'll come. Yes. Literally. Trust. <laughs> foundation, right? It boils down to love, sex, and heartbreak. It's about foundation and expectations. Period. I will say the one thing that we've yet to really address is the insecurities piece. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, we can be very sex positive. We can be really, like, open to how we feel about yep. our feelings. Yep, yep. But then there's a whole, like, realm of insecurities. And and I think you and I both have our own, like, skeletons in the closet. And I feel like we should address them. Like, I feel like if we, if you don't, it's similar to, you know, the the kinks and everything. If you don't talk about the insecurities, insecurities, then I feel like you aren't addressing the full picture. And in order for us to really open the dialogue, we should be transparent and open about our insecurities. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, a lot of my insecurities uh, stem from, like, when I lost my virginity, and that was when I was, like, 19. Oh, uh, my God. I yeah. Was the same year. I was the same. I was 19, But too. I went to an all-girls school, and everyone lost their virginity before I did, right? And like Catholic school girls. Oh, yeah, girl. I went to Catholic all-girls school. and I went to a Catholic school, too. I was a good mm, Catholic girl. <laughs> I was, too. I was a girl. I lost my virginity at nineteen to a guy who is now bi or and or is gay. I was nineteen when I was gay. Oh, when I was like when I started having my first thing. But mm. yeah, 
yeah so yeah um a lot of my insecurities were around my ass and my stretch marks because girls got a bb but you know what the thing is though like i feel like that's something like and i'm not trying to like target the beauty industry but mm. like i genuinely want more representation when it comes to stretch marks whether that be for from yep. pre whether that be from pregnant women mm -hmm. through their pregnancies mm -hmm. whether that be like through puberty like it's a natural thing like i don't yeah. like the fact that like nothing addresses the fact that it's a natural thing colonialism white privilege and marketing those are all reasons why i feel insecure and it only ha and you know what the worst part about stretch marks is and i don't want to target anyone but i find that those things specifically affect people of color more than they oh do my God, yeah caucasian people and i think it has to do with the biology of it because at the end of the day um stretch marks over time like they start off red but they fade to more of a whitish color and it kind of mm -hmm. blends in with the caucasian skin color but if you're someone of a color that doesn't go away like no. you can see you can still see kind of no. the zebra lining of the of, of the stretch marks and, and and i'll be the first to admit like i have them too like i have them on my knees i got them on my butt like it's mm. it's not it's not a pleasant thing but i think once you start the dialogue of having honest communication about the fact that it's just an everyday mm -hmm. human aspect then it becomes more of an accepted thing i think when i was younger and i was in high school uh, big booties weren't a thing and for me i had a big body in high school and stretch marks and guess what had, now what's in i know which is fucking weird like where was this back in the day, right? Like, me and my girl from high school were like, we both have big bodies. It's we all about that base these days. And girl, bitch, I was like, mm, I was so insecure back in the day. But now it's like, okay, body positivity. You it's, know, you know it's, it's, a, it's a revolution. Like, things are changing. Yes. So it's a good thing. Yes. It's a good thing. Yes. I'd it rather is. have the conversation now than never. Right? Um, so that's the biggest thing for me, like... In my, um, okay, there's a certain privilege as a Filipina who, in the Filipino community, there's this whole thing about being whiteness, and be the whiter you are, the yep. more privileged you are. That happens in the in Chinese community, Southeast it happens Asian in community. African communities, yes. yeah, absolutely. Everywhere, like, are right? you, that's colonialism. Oh, absolutely, you. like, are you Beyonce yeah. colored, or are you, like, yes. you know, yeah, absolutely. I've never had problems with that just because of like my skin tone and my background and my history it was more about body like i'm short uh i'm not skinny i'm tick like that is not new for a filipina right and i didn't know how to i didn't know how to be confident in my body till till i was like 27. the fact that you can be body confident at 27 is already speaks a lot because i still struggle with that every day like for me like I I don't feel like I fit in only because of the fact that like as a like Asian Canadian like I have a lot of Asian friends or Asian people that I know who I kid you not can eat bowls of ramen and tons of sushi and they were just and like stick thin. I don't have that. Like I got I got like I got, I have a hog body. Like, Girl. I need to Girl. I have a lot of work to do in my you know the center area so I, I i'm i try i really try i try really hard to work out and, and make myself um presentable to i guess the general public and and it's it's not the best mentality to have but it's an insecurity of mine like i don't have a typical like tight asian body 
that a lot of people, you know, that I would call competition have. And, and, and I get insecure about it. But I over the years, I've kind of, like, just owned it and realized, like, you know what? Like, if I'm not going to be super skinny Asian, then fine. Maybe I should just bulk up and get a bit of muscle. And I have been, I have been working on that. I'm just slowly but surely working on that. And and then I will say, like, it's, it's a work in progress. Girl, there's only two things that need to be tight. Oh. Okay. Your personality and your body. That's it. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. But um, <laughs> in terms of other insecurities, I will say, like, you know what plays a lot into, like, my head at least? Being Asian is actually an insecurity. Like, I don't know if it works the same way with you, but, like, every time I get into even remotely close to a relationship or anything like that, I'm like, shit, like, how am I? I hope they're okay with meeting my family. I mm. hope they're okay with the cuisine or our culture mm-hmm. and, like, our, mm-hmm. our, you know, some of the family traditions that we have. And I don't want to alienate anyone. Mm. So a lot of the times I'm so self-conscious about, like, bringing you know, someone into the fold. That's not Asian. Yeah. I'm like, do they understand? Like, I don't want to go, whether that be like going to a restaurant and like eating a traditional dish and them being like, whoa, what is that? Mm. I want them to be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, I'm totally down to try that. Like, I thankfully have been lucky enough that over the couple of, last couple of years with my previous relationships, everyone's been open-minded to the point where like, no one's been like, oh, what is that? But, I know not everyone's like that. Like, everyone, like, there will be people down the road, like, hypothetically being like, oh, that's gross. Or, like, Mm. I would never eat that or Mm. do that. Or, like, why does your family do this? And I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But that's to articulate, like, the other person. And and, and I'm always worried about that, to be quite frankly honest. I think back at all my successful relationships, and they're all Asian because it's just easier. Easier, yeah. Um... Am I attracted to most of them? Not really. I'm just taking the easy way out. out. And that's one of my intentions this year is to be more open. Yep. And I'm willing to do that that work. I think it boils down to education and doing that work with your partner if you see the benefit for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's, that's good to, like, be mindful and, like, understanding of, like, those mm. things in your life. But now, it's fucking hard, man. Yeah. Because they're going to judge you. Asians... Asian parents will judge you, like judge you or your, your partner. partner. Yeah, both. Like a little bit. Yeah. I raise my child better. Well, they like to think that, right? But let's be real. But with the sex part, though, like I mean, I don't talk to my family about anything sex related. Did you get the birds and the bees talk? Nope. Did you get the fully alive course? Oh, I, I oh, did the full. I oh, I, I got I got the right. fully alive thing, but That's I all I got. Did you learn how to put a condom on? Because I didn't. I, I didn't. learn on nope. my own. Nope. I just nope. slept it's it on. taboo, man. Like, again, my mom still thinks I'm a virgin. Bless her fucking soul. Hail Mary. But, um, <laughs> you know, she thinking, her thinking of you, uh, you know, still a virgin. Bish, I'm 30. Like. Yeah, that's, that's a little suspect that she doesn't think that you've already did something. But. When was your first time? 19, girl. 19. Me too. 19. Like, what was the setting? I was like, hey, we were dating. Actually, we broke up already, but I trusted him. He went, we went to, 
I went to an all-girls school. He went to the all-guys school, and we had, like, amazing chemistry. Then um, we, went our, we went to prom together, but we didn't do anything. Um, then we went our separate ways. Then I started working out at the gym he was a personal trainer at, and then we started dating. Oh. Um, and it wasn't until we broke up where we're, I'm like, hey, I'm ready to lose my virginity. That's what you said to him? Pretty much. It was like, let's just do it. Like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Let's I lo- do I lo- it. I love the, just the honesty. She's like, listen, it's not because of any other reason. I feel like I just lose my virginity. And he's yeah. like, no, sure, okay. And I trust you. Like, he was a good, he's still a good person. Um, and he's, I, I'd he's, hope so. Yeah, he's actually, I think he's gay now. <laughs> Are you of it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> mm, he wanted to fuck my best friend, so. Oh, well, mm. I'm, I'm not a villain. But I gave him blue balls because my dad was coming home, so. I mean, maybe, are you sure it was you or because he was gay and he had blue, blue nah, balls? No, he was pretty fucking, he was pretty hard, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that's what you think, mm-hmm. but anyways, so. I'm sure you've seen him on the apps. <laughs> I'm sure I haven't. I need to show you a photo of him. Let's wait until after the episode. <laughs> but, but anywho. Yeah, that's just how I lost my virginity. Then after that, it was just kind of... I didn't, like, lose my virginity the first time. Like, my first encounter was at a house party. Oh. Where this guy, like, literally, like, who was very much queer. I don't really know what he is, like, if he's bi or gay, but... He, like, took me aside and was, like, come upstairs. And then, like, I was, like, oh, sure. Like, what do you want to do? And then, like, he took me upstairs and, like, he wanted to do stuff. And, you know, me being, like, the 16-year-old that I was at the time, I was, like, oh, like, what's happening? And then, you know, there was a bit of oral action happening there. But um, in one of the upstairs bedroom of the of the house party. Always is. But I'm going to be very frankly honest with you. Like, it didn't end very well because, like, obviously, like, this right here, Godfrey is not experienced at 16 years old. (laughs) Who is, though? I know, but, like, it was just not it. Like, it wasn't, you know how some people say, like, oh, the first time is so great. It was not great. Like, it was, that like, shit was painful. I was like, no, like, you know, put some Vanessa Carlton White Houses on. Like, it was not Ish. fun. No. So, like, I, that was, I'm, I just write that off. See, this is a problem with this whole virginity thing that it's like amazing. It's great. It's not. It's painful. It sucks. Well, you don't know anything. Like, I really didn't know anything. I was like, what is, I mean, like, in in theory on paper, it sounds so sexy. But, like, then afterwards, I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Like, do I even know what I'm doing? All I knew is uh, this bitch better use protection, and that's it. Safe sex is great sex. Fuck, at that point, I was like, just get it in. Like, I was like, no, but the problem, no, but the problem, the problem was literally, like, I didn't know what to expect, and then it went, like, like, use lube at least. There was no lube. <sighs> but like, yeah, it was it was it was bad. Like I I I don't I don't want to like revisit that whole like you know like you know just bring some just just throw some holy water on me right now at this point. But like, no, you gonna burn, girl. You gonna burn. That's uh, okay. I was probably burning anyways. But no, I will. I don't count that as my like losing my virginity. But um, I would say. My first time was when I was 19 with my first boyfriend, and, and it was a pleasant experience. Like, we did all the legwork, and we did all the things, and I, it, it was good. It was good. I count that as, like, my first time. That's technically. Important. Technically. But, I mean, between talking about first times, whatever, like, we're going to go to the opposite extreme. Mm, 
what? What is the craziest time, like, space <laughs> you've ever had sex? Okay, so, this was a few years ago. Um, my friends were going, they were in London, and then they went to Paris. They're like, Ayla, come meet us in Paris. I'm like, sure. I'm going to go to casual. Paris. Just casual. I'm going to you know, five days. I'm going to fly over to Paris for five days. Like, my girl spoke French. So perfect. Um, and they're all up on their dating apps. They're both queer. We were all in that space. And I'm like, bitches, y'all dating? Like, y'all going on dates every single night. I'm going to go on a date. Do it. That's what I do. So I ended up going on a date with this beautiful Congolese man. And man, I usually go on a date with a woman. I went up with a man, and we fucked right in front of the Eiffel Tower. So, oh my God, I know someone who did something <laughs> similar. Not me. I've and uh, he still sends me text messages and like and photos of Blasian kids. Oh, he's like, when are you coming back to Paris? Oh, so is that your next vacation? Mm, nah, nah. Maybe when he's famous. He's also a rapper. I told. Tell you, I like them ratchet. Oh, you like them like a little ghetto. Mm, and like artist vibe, you know? Um, okay, mm. I don't like that. That's my vibe. Give me like a businessman or something. No, I like them to have some sort of like. Or like some outlet. like construction worker or something. <laughs> what is up with y'all and construction workers? I don't know. Like, give me someone rural. Uh, like, give me someone who has you like. You like a farm boy, don't you? No, like a farm born in the city. Mm. Yeah, someone who just has like a rural charm about them, mm-hmm. but really they live in the city. Mm. I like them ratchet. Okay, so craziest place for me, I'm. it's a toss-up, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And the funny thing is, they've all happened within the last six months, so it's not like... Okay. Yeah, it's been like... Yeah, I'm trying to like test the waters with like what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely done it on a Hawaiian beach before. I've done it on a beach before, so it's not that pleasant to be no, quite frankly honest. No, the sand up your yeah, ass. it's just all yeah, it's dirty. No. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I don't like it. And in the water, but in but in my head, in my head, it like you know I it still always. like yeah, and it, and I will say like the gentleman that I was with helped with like kind of how everything unfolded Mm. so that worked out and then I would say I've done the whole Hawaiian beach excursion situation and it was actually like fun because there was like a little bit of mystery in terms of like getting caught and everything Mm -hmm. but I will say like logistically it wasn't like the best scenario like the sand like I kid you not when people say like oh sex on the beach like it's Ants. I didn't see. I didn't see any ants, but it was more so just like the sand sticking everywhere and like gets in your mouth and like it just <laughs> it's it's not fun. No. But in no, theory, no. it sounds great on paper, and I and I checked well, you know, all the boxes. Um, I've done it at a park, like right by a boardwalk. Voyeurism. I know. I know. It's weird. It's weird. Like I was like not expecting all of it to happen, but it did. It was hot. It was hot. And, and the guy that I was with was, like, very respectful and, like, mm-hmm. very handsome. So that helped. During the day or night? Oh, at night. So, like, uh, there, was, like the, there was the shroud and the okay. darkness and, like, the night. And that protected, you know, what we were doing. Um, but there was also, um, I would say, like, I'm going to be very honest here. Like, there is, there have been, like, recent happenings that, like, have, ex- like, I would say, pushed that boundary a little bit more. Like, broad daylight on a private island in an abandoned house that was kind of like 
out of the, you know, not part of the... It was not planned. Let's just say that. And what are you say? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was a, that was not planned, and it kind of just happened. And, mm. uh, yeah, I would say, you know, I, I challenge everyone to be, you know, challenge the status quo. Like, at the end Hell, of the day, yeah. like... I, I don't want everyone to think, like, oh, well, he did this, and, like, you know, that's so bad. But, like, at the end of the day, like, live your truth. You got a, you got one life to live, and, like, if you're going to do something, like, do something that you want to do, and, like, do it and mean it. For me, as long as there's consent and as long as you're safe, yeah. do it. Because, you know, like, hey... N- if you want to be basic, be basic. But if you want to try new things, go for it. And I mean, that's what kind of what I'm getting at is that like you literally yeah. have every opportunity to yeah. be to do the things that are comfortable, mm-hmm. and then you can do the other things that you might think about once in a while and that you want to try out. But if you don't try them out ever, you're never gonna try them out, and you can go go to your grave and never try it out. At least. At least have the audacity to try it before you mm-hmm. make judgment calls on anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Like, I really genuinely think that everyone needs to open their horizons to, like, opportunities. Because, like, not everyone has to abide by this, like, template of, like, oh, well, what sex should be or what relationship should be. Because, like, there are so many different kinds. So I challenge everyone who's listening to do something that is out of their comfort zone that they've always wanted to try because you need to find someone who will like embrace that side of you. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, you need to find someone that will embrace that side of you. You also need to find someone you feel safe with and who respects you regardless of what, right? And if, and, and, and if those people aren't, aren't it for you, like, Bye, Felicia. Then cut them out, because I really don't, I don't have time for that. Like, Mm. literally, like, I'm turning 29 this year, you're turning 30 this year. Like, it's just not, like, I don't have, I really don't need to waste my time on people who aren't able to, like, really enable me to be my true, authentic self and, like, live my life Mm -hmm. to, like, the fullest extent, because I don't want to be put in a box. Yeah. I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to be, um... You don't want to be fetishized, one. No, You don't want to be fucking degraded, right? I mean, once in a while, but sure. Oh, well, yeah. I like (laughs) to say that I'm a dirty rag in my language sometimes with the right people. That's it. Um, Again, it's with the right people and the right place and the right time, right? Um, You have to create healthy boundaries. You have to be confident with yourself. Yeah. You know, if 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 you are under the influence, that's cool. But if you're gonna be under the influence, do it with people you trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think, as long as it, at the end of the day, I think that the overlying theme is just be open to experiences, be transparent, and be honest about what you're open yeah. to doing because you're never gonna you're never gonna please everyone. And I'd I'd prefer if you found people who are able to empower you to do the things you want to do than the people who limit you. Yeah. Never say never. Um, but also uh, realize the difference between someone who's manipulating you for their benefit and for what you truly want. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, 
when you feel uncomfortable, that's when you know it's... But then you have to unpack that uncomfortability. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that being said, I want to abolish the idea of Valentine's Day. I want to mm. abolish the idea of mm-hmm. SAD, which stands for Single Awareness Day. And I really want everyone to just, like, feel empowered about, like, wanting to own your own person and feel your oats and just kind of, like, own yourself and and, and find the right person who you feel a connection with. Because you shouldn't let other people define who you want to be and what you want out of life. No, I agree. And if that be a new person, someone you meet off an app, or an ex that you want to rekindle a romance with. (laughs) <laughs> Speak for yourself, lady. Come on. But anyway, that being said. Well, that's it for this episode. We're looking to build a community, so feel free to reach out to us at podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories, and please let us know what you'd like to hear from us for our next episode. Let us know, and we can unwrap that at our next rice roll. I'm Isla. And I'm Godfrey. And that's been your fill of rice roll this month. Bye. Bye.